this is Know Your Game and welcome to part 2 of The Legend of Zelda Timeline. If you've watched the first part then you would have known that what I'm gonna talk about this week, today, and even next week. But I'm not gonna provide any information today, so you better check out part 1 for more. Yes, I am that stingy, but can you blame me? I mean, I would explain what I'm doing today, but I'm not gonna explain what I'm planning for all three parts. Reasonable. Anyways, this special three-parter episode are all interconnected, so if you haven't watched the first part, do that first. Just trust me, it's worth it. Anyways, today, it's going to be about the story before the split timelines and one of the three split timelines, the child timeline. So yeah. That's all. So, before everything, like way, way back, before time started, three golden goddesses descended upon the chaos which is called Hyrule. Anyways, each of the three goddesses contributed to the world of Hyrule. Din, the goddess of power, made the earth. Nehru, the goddess of wisdom, bestowed order in the world. Last but not least, Feror, the goddess of courage created life. And if you think these names I mentioned sounded a bit familiar, then you're not wrong. These are the names of the three dragons in Breath of the Wild. Well, not really. The names of the three dragons are Dinral, Farosh, and Nidra. It's not the same, but you can clearly see that they are inspired by the golden goddesses. Anyways, after they created Hyrule, they left the famed Triforce back there. For all who don't know what the Triforce is, let me explain. The Triforce is a powerful artifact that can grant its holder any wish they want. The Triforce is basically the one responsible for all the trouble in Hyrule. I guess most. Anyways, it's entrusted to the goddess Hylia. But Demon King Demise wanted the Triforce and make the world his. He then made a malevolent army to, you know, wreak havoc. And it succeeded. Hylia gathered the surviving humans, after all the chaos, and sent them to an outcrop of Earth. Made it go to the sky and made the cloud barrier. Why is the cloud barrier there? Well, it's put there so that people from the surface wouldn't be able to go up to the sky loft. All this for the safety of humans. Hylia would then rally the remaining land dwellers to fight back. Again, it succeeded. But knowing that Demise would return, she devised a plan. She renounced her divinity and transferred her soul to a mortal who would come of age when Demise comes back. She also made the goddess sword, puts it into a pedestal, and made Fi, a spirit that would guide the hero that can draw the sword from the pedestal. Thousands of years later, Hylia is reborn as Zelda in Skyloft, you know, the place she made. But during a festival, specifically the 100th of the festival, Zelda fell to the surface because of a tornado created by Girahim, a dark wizard that once revived Demise. Why? 
Don't ask. Anyways, Zelda is saved by Impa, who was sent through time to help Zelda by Hylia. Later, Zelda regains her memory when she was Hylia. On the other side of the world, Link was guided by Fee to pull out the Goddess Sword. He was then tasked to find all three sacred flames to temper the sword into the Master Sword. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world again, Impa and Zelda went through the Gate of Time and destroyed behind them. Why? So that the minions of Girahim wouldn't be able to get them. Link got the Master Sword and used it to go past a second Gate of Time, which made him go back to a time where Hylia had just sealed the mines. Zelda enters a slumber to keep the seal intact, and Link goes back to the present to collect all three Triforces. And when he did, he wished for Demise to be gone. Zelda wakes up, but only to be kidnapped by Girahim again, and got sent to a time where Demise is still alive. Link obviously defeats Demise and traps him in the Master Sword forever. But it made Demise vow to come back, resulting in Ganon. Demise's hate. Anyways, Link then returns the sword back to the pedestal, where it will always be in all the Zelda games. Fascinating, huh? This is basically the first game that starts, that kickstarts the whole game, the whole franchise. This is the start. Let's continue. Link and Zelda then propose to live on the surface, cause who would watch the Triforce if it wasn't them? Of course, they would repopulate the surface world, and their descendants would be called Hylians. It was also at this time where the land was called Hyrule. And that concludes the game Skyward Sword. However, many, many, many years later, People heard of the power of the Triforce, so they wanted it for themselves. A group of powerful wizards, the names Interlopers, in particular sought dominion over the Sacred Realm, which is where the Triforce is located. However, the goddesses, the Golden Goddesses specifically, banished them to the Twilight Realm and the Sage Rauru built a new Temple of Time around the pedestal of the Master Sword, the only entrance to the Sacred Realm. And remember this, this is important about the interloper sticks, okay? So keep that in mind. And with that complete, Zelda's timeline arrives at the Era of Prosperity, the era where Zelda's descendants made Hyrule Kingdom and became its royal family. Here. They also built Hyrule Castle near the Temple of Time. After a while, evil beings came again, but this time someone would save them. And no, it's not even Link. Minish, or Picori for Hylians, came from the sky to help them. They brought the Picori Blade and the Light Force for the Hero of Men. The hero sealed the evil beings in a bound chest and locked it with the Picori Blade. And so, to commemorate this event, Hylians made the Picori Festival. Fun. During the festival, the champion of the sword fighting competition may touch the blade. Brilliant, right? 
Of course, nothing bad would happen to this sword. Oops, looks like a corrupted, power-hungry minish broke the sword and unleashed evil beings to the Hyrule again. Oops. Seriously, guys, what were you thinking? Anyways, the minish's name was Vati, and he turned Zelda to stone when he realized she had the light force. And when he got the light force, he... Okay, I might get this wrong, but he somehow turned into a winged demon. Huh. Link was then tasked to reforge the blade, to break Zelda's curse. He teams up with Ezlo, a Minish sage, and Vati's former mentor. He tells Link that Vati got his powers because of a mage's cap, specifically his. So, with the help of Ezlo and other Minish, they reforged the blade made it into the Four Swords, defeated Vati, and broke the curse. Hopefully that's the last we see of Vati, right? No. Dead wrong. In the game Four Swords, he returns. However, he lost his memory as a Minish, so he declared himself Wind Mage, took over the Palace of Winds, and of course brought terror to Hyrule as you expected. But he was soon sealed by a hero. He was then sealed in the Four Swords, which was later enshrined in the Four Swords Sanctuary. However, generations later, Vati escapes. This time, he kidnaps Zelda. Link, who saw the kidnapping, drew the Four Swords from the pedestal and split into four Links. The group of Link would then travel around Hyrule to get keys for the Wind Palace thing. And of course, they won. They won. And they resealed Vati in the Four Swords and returned it, making Link back to normal again. The end. And that concludes The Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Hopefully that's the last of Vati, right? No. But after some time, we don't know how long, Hyrule became in a period of a civil war. During the war, a dying Hylian woman flees to the Kokiri Forest, or you can call it the Korok Forest, more on that next time, and entrusts her baby Link to the Great Deku Tree. The boy is then raised as a Kokiri. Eventually, the King of Hyrule ends the war and unified the kingdom again. Ganondorf, leader of the Gerudo, swore fealty to the king but plots to gain the Triforce for himself. He even cursed the great Deku tree for Kokiri's emerald. With his dying breath, the tree tasked Link and a fairy named Navi on a quest to stop Ganondorf. Link then meets Zelda who got the same idea. They plan to open the door of time before Ganondorf does. When he opens and draws the Master Sword from the pedestal, he suddenly got sealed in a chamber of sages for seven years. When he reawakens, he reawakens as the hero of time. In this time, Ganondorf had already got the Triforce and has made Hyrule living hell. However, the Triforce split into three. Ganondorf only had the Triforce of Power. Link got the Triforce of Courage, while Zelda got the Triforce of Wisdom. Together, Link, Zelda, and the Seven Sages fought against Ganondorf and won. 
Zelda then would return Link to his rightful time. Right here. Remember this. This is where the timeline splits into three. The timeline splits on what happens in the end of the game. If Ganondorf were somehow to win the final battle, the timeline would walk the path of the fallen hero timeline, which I've covered last week. If Zelda sent Link back, it'd be the child timeline, which we'll be covering shortly after this. And if Link somehow just disappears, it would become the dog timeline. So I hope this clears up the confusion. But like I said, we'll have to do the full timeline. So the show must continue. Since it's already 13 minutes, 13, don't get me wrong. I'll try and keep it short, but not too short that you can't understand. Anyways, let's continue. Remember, this follows where Link returns back in time, so you know exactly what he's gonna do when he first travels through time. He's gonna tell the royal family of Ganondorf and how he tried to end the world. Well, let's say it worked. It thwarted Ganondorf's plan before it even started, but Link felt that he should find Navi. So, he went on a journey. Several months in the journey, he became lost in a mysterious forest. There, he met Skull Kid, wearing Majora's mask. The Skull Kid would then steal Link's horse, so he went after him. Somehow, they arrived at a parallel world named Termina. Basically, the kid is corrupted by Majora's Mask and is plotting to make the moon fall on Terminal. Link only had three days to stop it, but somehow, he has a song that can make him travel through time. Yep, so he's back on the first day. Basically, he has to go on all four regions of Termina and use the transformative mask to free the four giants. On the final day, he succeeded. The four giants hold up the moon, and Link defeats the demon behind the mask. Thus concludes Majora's Mask the game. Moving on, years after the events of Ocarina of Time, where the timeline splits, Ganondorf is sent into death. Of course, the seven sages tried to do it, but since he was blessed with the Triforce of Power, it failed. So they found an alternative solution, to use the Mirror of Twilight to banish him to the Twilight Realm, which had become inhabited by the interloper's descendants, now called Twilight. Remember them? Anyways, many years later, Ganondorf would walk up to Zand, um, how do you say this? A grumpy servant of the Twilight royal family. Ganondorf gave him power to bring down Midna, the Twilight Princess, and turn her into an imp. Midna then flees to Hyrule, while also accidentally bringing Zan to Hyrule. There she met Link and brings him to the Twilight Realm. But when he got there, he became a wolf because of the Triforce of Courage, which he got from his ancestor, the Hero of Time. He and Midna then would restore light in Hyrule and gathered pieces of the fused shadow which holds the power of the interloper 
they did it. But Zan injured Midna fatally and stole the fuse shadow. Th this is why Link would take Midna to Zelda, where she saved her. Later, they would go and get the Master Sword, which is used to break the curse and defeat Zan. Later, they also defeat Ganondorf. Yup, and that's the game of Twilight Princess. Anyways, that's all. And just one more game and we're done guys. I'm sorry it has to be this long, but you guys asked for it. One last game. Four Swords Adventure. Hundreds of years after Ganondorf's death, the people of Hyrule reconciled with the people of the Gerudo. Of course, something bad has to happen. At the worst possible moment, another Ganondorf is born. When he grew up, he stole the dark mirror and a trident. The mirror served as a prison for a dark tribe that once invaded Hyrule. It had the ability to reflect the evil heart of its bearer, giving birth to demonic creatures. He planned to revive Vati. Remember him? Not only that, he also made a shadow link, which is very, very possible with the dark mirror. So, Zelda orders six shrine maidens to renew the seal on Vati, but got harassed by Shadow Link. Link then draws the four swords, splitting into four just like in ancient times, but this released Vati from his prison. Hi again. Ganondorf even made the four knights of Hyrule turn into big dark Stalfos. The four Link venture around getting all four gems from the big dark Stalfo and made it to the Tower of Winds, where they battle Ganondorf and Vati, destroying Vati and sealing Ganondorf in the Four Swords. The end. And that's all. Yeah, it's been a long episode, so the end should not be that long. That's all. Seriously, promise. Anyways, yep, that's all. Can't make this too long. Anyways, that's all. So, see you next week. Goodbye.